0: You gotta verbally and firmly advocate for an annual ultrasound to ensure long-term healing and to monitor if your condition is improving. I personally like to go every year, do an ultrasound, make sure there's no like string of pearls, which is when you know the ovarian cysts line up in your ovaries and they've disappeared and they've stayed gone for so many years and that's great. But I just wanna make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure.
1: doctor said you got PCLS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. So I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you want to move them along. Of yourself. Join a sister and a
0: mister. I got sucked into the rabbit hole of Instagram, and I was watching reels by this girl named K. Wendy Home. K. Wendy she Home. She makes these gorgeous like arrangements and drinks and decor, like for her house and her kitchen renovation, and everything. Seriously, like I got sucked into her reels. You know how Nabella does Pockets of Peace yeah. I like her content too? It's just so relaxing. So wait, what's and her now theme? now I'm so zen right now. I'm so zen.
1: <laughs> what's her theme? Like just making beautiful home yeah. videos?
0: Yeah, exactly. She has like a certain aesthetic and she just creates beautiful corners of her home. Like, you know, her spice cabinet and she'll do like a reel on how she makes it gorgeous. And I'm yeah. so into like kitchen renovation And I'm so excited for us to one day get a house And (laughs) I will be posting so much home content It's going to be like the sisters live with us
1: That does sound relaxing You know, one thing I hate is getting sucked into like TikTok or Reels for like an hour Like just watching them end to end There's there's nothing wrong about it Like I think we all get sucked into it time to time Mm -hmm. It's just like every time I get out of that I just feel so like dumb. Like a <laughs> I
0: wasted know. time.
1: It's not even about wasted time. It's more about like, like, we all need time to just chill out, you know, and chillax. But when I do like TikTok or reels, I just feel dumb. Like it's just, it's all, it's all short form. <laughs> Whereas like, see, like I love YouTube where like, because it's long. Yeah. Like right now, I'm really into Casey Neistat and I'm just watching his videos back to back to back. But they're like 10 minute videos. And I'm not saying it's any better, but I feel like for me, I feel less brain dead after i watch those youtube videos because they're like like you said 10 minutes long yeah. there's like a story
0: i can see what you mean like i have to get something out of it if it's like random people on tiktok and i'm just watching it for like entertainment i feel sucked sure. in i feel kind of dumb afterwards but if it's like something where i'm learning like i learned a recipe maybe from yeah. this but wendy not girl that. like i <laughs> I feel like, I, I,
1: like yeah, but I totally it. I totally agree with you. Learning makes it easier, but I don't even mention the education part. What I'm more talking about is like TikTok is like this short form stimulation mm-hmm. content where like it's like ten seconds or five seconds or fifteen seconds. Yeah, the point is to stimulate you and make you feel like. Excited, right? Exactly. Whereas, like, YouTube can be like you can lay on the couch and watch, and you're relaxing as you're watching it. Yeah, it's a different vibe. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like the stimulation you get for like one hour doing TikToks, it's so much that you feel brain dead afterwards. I think that's where I'm getting. I
0: think that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: well with that said, if anyone (laughs) doesn't want to watch our reels, (laughs) head over to our YouTube channel. You can watch our YouTube videos there too, or just you know in general. Um do whatever podcast. you like. I mean, I, we're just talking over here, here.
0: Here we are in yes. Barcelona. About why do not to leave in a few days.
1: Yeah, why don't you talk about our last few days here in Barcelona? Meanwhile, me go get some water.
0: It has been a little bit rainy, to be honest. Rainy every day. Yeah, the last but two weeks. Yeah, I've I've grown to accept it. I feel like that's okay. Like this is Europe. This is not Southern California where it's 75 degrees and sunny year round and there's like one week of rain. <laughs> So I've learned to just accept it is what it is. And I don't know. I just keep wearing the same sweaters over and over again. We're going to go to Zurich soon in a couple of days. And we rented a car. Sirak's going to drive us around in his manual stick shift all over Switzerland. It's going to be raining, of course. But it is what it is once again. And (laughs) (laughs) then we're going to go to England. Yeah. We have to plan that.
1: Barcelona has been amazing. The last two weeks, unfortunately, like you said, Talia, it's been like rainy and like muggy here and there. But like still, like we didn't come to Barcelona to be tourists. We came here to live like Catalonians. And we've really enjoyed that part of it. Like we're not sightseeing every day. We're not leaving the house all day. Like we're working majority of the Mm -hmm. time. And at night we're going out if it's like if it feels right or we're like going out in the weekends and... It's been an amazing Which is time. Lounge,
0: especially the weekends. I love how they take it easy. If I was at home, I would have a full agenda of what I'm going to do. <laughs> Maybe they do. What you I'm going to cook. I mean, cooking takes time. And here I'm not cooking as much. But like, you know, I'd have a full agenda. But now it's like, oh, I think I'm going to like read a book. And then we'll go to brunch. And then we'll walk yeah. around and get some steps in. Do some yoga. Mm-hmm and I mean maybe it's because we're so far from like home and friends and stuff like that and there's nothing else to do but yeah I like it taking it easy
1: I agree and when you're listening to this episode because we're recording like a week before you listen we'll be in Zurich like Talian said and we're gonna start that 10-day road trip from Zurich to Lucerne to Bern to Interlaken. Grin was it Grishwald? Grindelwald sounds like a Harry Potter character, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I think it is Grindelwald, and then <laughs> it's Gryffindor babe. Is it okay? Mm. Yeah, you're right. And then to <laughs> and no, I think Grindelwald is a character. When I because when I Google Grindelwald, have to things are like this actor from Harry Potter. I don't know. Okay. And then we're gonna go to Montreux, and then to Geneva. So like six, seven cities in a span of ten days via car, and it's gonna be really fun. We'll we'll like vlog as we go through it <laughs> and make some fun videos. So stay tuned for that. Okay. So what is today's episode about? Walk us through before we get started.
0: So we are going to talk to you about what to ask your doctor when you go for your doctor's visit. What to ask them, how to get, I want to say proper service, but I guess the word is like proper healthcare from your service provider. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people go to the doctor. They don't know what to ask. They don't feel empowered to ask anything. They feel like the doctor has all the answers. Then the doctor says what? He or she knows about PCOS and it's mm-hmm. usually disappointing and then you leave disappointed. But I just want you to know that PCOS management is really in your hands and you can't depend on only your doctor or gyno for all the answers. There is this big word multidisciplinary <laughs> <laughs>
1: multifaceted healthcare,
0: multifaceted multidisciplinary healthcare where you need your gyno, you need an endocrinologist. If you wanna do, you know, health and wellness approach to PCOS and reversing it, then you know, a functional naturopathic doctor is excellent. One on one help from them is like really helpful and They'll look at the lab work and the labs and everything. And so a nutrition, a dietitian, the sisterhood, <laughs> a much more affordable approach. Yeah. So basically, we want you to feel empowered when yeah. you go to the doctor and so realize that you can get proper healthcare from your doctor and multiple other healthcare providers.
1: Yes. So we'll dive into basically what to ask your doctor and a Q&A session as well. But before we get started, we got to play our favorite game. We haven't Do done it. this in about a month. It's guess this food <laughs> <laughs> all right so for anyone who's new we like to play this game it's called guess this food where i sirak gathered a bunch of very random facts about one particular pcs friendly food it Hate can it. be Anything from spices to ingredients to uh, staples, fundamentals in every kitchen. So it's usually one food that's gluten-free, dairy-free, that's really PCOS-friendly, and that can really help with weight loss, PCOS weight loss as well. So Talian, just as a reminder for you, you have one guess, and you lock it in at any point. All right. once you lock it in, you can't change until I get to the end of my... You have six hints today. Okay. And they're going to get easier as we get to the sixth hint. All right. So... People at home, you can guess too. You can yell it out loud in your office or school, wherever you want. So I like to always start with a piece of history. The first hint is it can be traced in human diets back thousands of years. And scientists think that it originated from Asia Minor because there exist many different subspecies of this. The grain was introduced to Mm -hmm. North America. Grain. Ooh, a hint. Yeah, a hint. There's a hint within the hints. Mm -hmm. The grain was introduced to North America in 1602 Mm -hmm. by Scottish settlers. Mm. That's your first hint. Any guesses?
0: No. I don't know Scottish settlers and what Uh they ate. All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Second hint. Because of their natural anti-itching properties, mm-hmm. they are used in the cosmetic industry for a variety of products. The name aveno, for instance, mm-hmm. comes from the botanical name avena for xxx.
0: What? Yeah. A grain?
1: Uh, this is this is the science. Aveno comes from the botanical name avena or <laughs> Continue. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. No hints?
0: No, I have no idea.
1: Third hint. Popularly used as a dairy alternative in milk, yogurt, and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh. We've bought this before to this kind of... That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> but that's a nut, not a grain.
1: It can still be used.
0: <gasps> I know it.
1: Okay. What is your guess? Oats. Are you locking it in?
0: I'm locking it in.
1: Okay. It's locked in. We're gonna continue the game, okay. and as we continue, you're gonna say you're gonna see <laughs> if it's right or wrong. All right. Is it so oats is Tallinn's locked-in answer. We have three more hints. Why do I do this?
0: Why do I lock it in so soon?
1: These grains are high in beta-glucan, a soluble fiber that has been shown to reduce cholesterol, blood sugar, and increase the growth of good bacteria in the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the fourth hint. The fifth hint. These cereals have a higher protein content than most other cereal grains and are high in antioxidants. In fact, it's considered the perfect breakfast food because several studies suggest that eating this may help reduce hunger and increase feelings of fullness. So far, how do you feel about your locked in answer? Good. All right. And the final hint, and I think this is going to really clear up the confusion here. Comes in three varieties, <laughs> old-fashioned, steel-cut, oh, and instant. There you go. Good job, Talene. I have done this it. This was your first one where you got it, like, really well. Like, from the first, <laughs> like, third hint, you got it. You got it.
0: Thanks.
1: I, I kind of helped you out with that one before oh. I said we got the milk before.
0: I don't remember. What was your, your critical milk? thinking? Yeah. I mean, you said grain, and then you said milk, and the only grain that I know that can turn into milk is oat. Yeah. I've never heard of quinoa milk.
1: <laughs> so why don't you talk about some oatmeal recipes um especially like we have some in the sisterhood as well that are really good and talk about some of the benefits and what people can do because yeah. i know like oatmeal can sound really boring oh it's just oatmeal oh, and it's it's just, it's, it sounds just like just you're just eating carbs maybe explain how sisters can uh, make some great recipes with it
0: oatmeal is very versatile you can make overnight oats in fact, we have a new recipe for overnight oats coming in the sisterhood. It's peanut butter and jelly overnight oats. Well. Wow. Of course it's not jelly, it's like more of some, you know, a low sugar mash of berries that you'll make. But it is great because when you pair this grain with the healthy fat from the peanut butter, and then you have the delicious natural sweetness of a fruit with it, it's great for blood sugar control. And you can add some protein powder like collagen in it and you won't even taste it. Not that it tastes that bad, but you can mix in collagen to like amp up the protein. It's a wonderful breakfast. Grab and go, you know, make it at night. Let it sit overnight. You don't have to cook anything. You don't have to wash anything. Mm -hmm. And just I used to make it in college a lot. Overnight oats. I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: And don't we have a gingerbread protein bowl that's oatmeal Mm -hmm. based? Yes. That sounds delicious. We do.
0: I think we're going to keep adding more varieties of overnight oats and chia seed pudding because it's simple, easy to make. Um, A lot of people are making them and there's so many fun flavors you can create out of these recipes
1: amazing so shout out to oatmeal and oats basically for this one
0: (laughs) who did not sponsor
1: this (laughs) not sponsored oats the general ingredients grain oats did not sponsor this (laughs) okay before we move on to the doctor portion let's go into our q and a So uh, we have some random Q&A's that we pulled from different platforms, from YouTube, from Instagram and TikTok. So this first one is from YouTube. She says, I have been doing this workout for two weeks now. She commented on a workout that we have on YouTube. And she says, I do this workout on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Can I do rope skipping on the days I'm not doing this workout? Yeah, I mean, as a PCOS personal trainer, I'll go ahead and um, give an answer on this one. Basically on your off days you can do any forms of cardio that you like that you feel are good for you that you feel are helpful for your PCOS and um, you can go light jogging you can can go uh, walking Um, you can go walking any day as well and if you like rope skipping and if it doesn't exacerbate your any of your symptoms then yeah go for it off days are totally fine and uh, doable Okay, uh, burnout Huyao commented, how do you refuse from cheese?
0: Well, cheese can be very addicting. There's something called casein in it that turns into casomorphine and works on your brain's receptors. Opioid morphi- receptors. O- opioid receptors makes you feel addicted. Hence, casomorphine. So once you realize that, you can feel more empowered to stop letting cheese play tricks on you. Yeah. And the best way to cut out cheese is to just replace it you know it's a fat and it's it feels delicious and satisfying in your stomach when you're hungry so you know instead of adding cheese add avocado or hummus or you know another like a nut butter to your diet to replace that
1: yeah you don't have to cut out all at once either you can cut it out um Gradually. Gradually. Because, you know, as we, as time explained, cheese is literally addicting. It has compounds in it that makes it addicting. So if you feel like you're addicted to cheese, that's a real thing. So because of that, it can be more difficult. So just cut it out gradually and it may be easier that way. Yes. Okay. Next question is from Pretty K How is inositol for women experiencing facial hair growth due to PCOS? Will it help with that?
0: Well, the thing with inositol is that it helps with blood sugar regulation and that in turn, you know, keeping your insulin levels stable in turn can help with your ovaries not creating so much testosterone because what happens when you have high insulin, your ovaries create an overproduced testosterone and that leads to the facial hair and all of these. So if you're insulin resistant and you're taking ovacetol, you know, thinking critically, it should help with testosterone as well. I mean, I've seen a lot Thinking of people. Critically. Like, I mean, it doesn't say that on the label. Yeah. But a lot of people have said that it's helped.
1: Yeah, if your insulin I mean, resistance is not what's like causing. It's like saw
0: palmetto for testosterone. Like, yeah. you know.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. If your insulin resistance is what's causing the overproduction of testosterone that's leading to facial hair, as you're, as you're saying, yeah. Yeah. then it can be helpful in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Check if you have insulin resistance, and that's the main culprit behind the facial hair or even hair loss. The culprit. And yeah, and that way it, it may be helpful. And then the last question here from K. N. Taylor five two three. She says, "This might be silly, but what about eating while walking, like a smoothie at lunch while mm-hmm. taking a walk?" Hmm.
0: I see no problem with that. Yeah. I love a okay. good walk and a drink in my hands.
1: Is it okay to do activities while? Like your stomach is digesting though or something
0: Well don't run But like if you're going on a pleasant stroll And you're drinking your smoothie Sounds great to me
1: Okay. Wow look at this This I just like googled something real quickly And it says, other than increasing your risk of choking on food. Oh, my God. (laughs) It says, eating while sitting upright or standing up can reduce pressure in the stomach, reducing the likelihood of reflux. Hmm. Moreover, eating while standing and moving around, such as during a walking meal, may help food exit the stomach more quickly, further lowering the likelihood of reflux and heartburn. Interesting. Interesting. And that's from Healthline.com. I don't know how are they a good website. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Did you hear about that sister who took ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one?
1: Incredible.
0: me who have pcos this ratio is often imbalanced so taking Ovastol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue
1: so awesome it tastes like nothing so just warn me when you put it in a cup so i don't drink it
0: you got it boo check out the link in the description to get 15 percent off your order
1: let's go into wins of the week
0: all right i'll start Evelyn. Barra says, my dinner today, she posted a picture of it, looks like it's quinoa with asparagus and steak and some potatoes. I'm so proud of myself. I've been gluten and dairy free for about a week now and I feel awesome. I haven't been as bloated and I've found my, myself not snacking as much like before. I do, however, have to plan a light post-workout snack so that that is not too heavy on my stomach since I go to the gym a few hours after dinner. It is time I take back control of my body, stop feeling guilty, and manage my PCOS. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy for you. This looks like a perfect meal. She has a fourth of her plate, the quinoa, a fourth of her plate, steak, and half her plate is asparagus.
1: Yeah, that looks delicious.
0: Perfectly balanced.
1: Great job, Evelyn. That's an amazing win.
0: If only I could have this meal right now. <laughs> We're gonna go out I to know. dinner and have like a mixture of things.
1: We need like a nice homemade meal like this one. Yeah. Well, great job, Evelyn. We're so happy for you. This next one is from Instagram. Shoot, I don't have her name because it's a, it's a DM from Instagram. But she says Hi, Tallinn. I remember when my doctor said, Come back when you wanna get pregnant. Feeling helpless, I came across your Instagram and started following gluten and dairy diet, taking ovacetol, and doing slow weighted workouts. Today, I found out that I am pregnant. This all happened because of the changes I incorporated in the last four months after joining the sisterhood. All thanks to you, I consider it a miracle. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Congrats, sister. We're so happy on the pregnancy news. That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. And, you know, I love how you said it took you four months of consistency to do it because it's not an overnight thing. I imagine... Those four months were really challenging to upheave everything, go gluten and dairy-free, change your workouts. You know, taking ovastal is pretty easy, but (laughs) good for you, you know?
1: I mean, it takes some effort to take it every single day, twice a day. I think you would know that you have problems sometimes taking your supplements consistently.
0: Sirak chases after me to get my supplements in me. So when we come out with a supplement line, (laughs) I'm going to be like... Everyone, I have a confession to make. (laughs) The only reason why I take my supplements is because Sirak chases after me and gives them to me every single day. And then Mm -hmm. tells me how annoying it is that he has to give them to me every single day. And I don't do anything about Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. that is marriage. Give and take 50-50.
1: That is marriage. Okay. (laughs) Next win.
0: Mickey Barrington. Ooh, she's gorgeous. She says, not where I intend to finish, but thought I would grab some photos and do a side by side. I'm 51 pounds down this year. Wow. Without help of any medication, just the help of this group. My New Year's resolution is to stick to it and drop 50 more pounds. Wishing you all a happy holiday. Best of luck.
1: It's amazing results. That's Mickey.
0: amazing. 50 pounds. Is a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, when you lose like one or two pounds a week, or sometimes half a pound a week, or no weight, and being consistent enough and reaching 50 pounds, good for you.
1: Yeah. Amazing job, Mickey. I mean, you look beautiful in both pictures, but Mm -hmm. we're so happy that you're achieving your goals. And yeah, it's amazing Props it's amazing. to you,
0: I love your jumpsuit And your matching bag
1: Yes, <laughs> both bags I mean, she has both a bag bags. on the left one
0: I like it And the
1: bag on the right one
0: Such a vibe beautiful. Looks
1: beautiful Alright, so those are the wins of the week
0: mm-hmm.
1: Let's go to our main topic today And shout out to all our wins, by the way We always want to yes. talk about all our wins And just, just like show how many sisters are thriving with PCOS Inspiring so many other people So shout out to all our sisters who are getting, achieving your wins and your goals every single week. That's why we do this whole section, this portion of the podcast every week. It never changes. There's always more sisters because we want to inspire and motivate you to continue because we know how, or not, not that I know how, but we know how it can feel for people to not feel like it's possible, like it feels impossible. So that's the whole point of this of this yeah, it's
0: so inspiring i mean we literally lay in bed and we read them like yeah. one after the other i'll randomly at dinner just like pull it up because you know we'll screenshot them and add it to a shared album and i'll read them and there's thousands a month each month yeah like hundreds each month adds up to thousands each year and it's amazing to hear that people are able to control their PCOS and yeah. you know if, if you've gone to the doctor and you feel like you can't because of what they said and we're about to get into it
1: yeah and it makes the working on like because we work on Instagram basically 24 <laughs> 7 when we wake up and before we go to sleep we're always on Instagram like reading comments responding DMs and like seeing how the community is doing and that's the portion we love the most is seeing mm-hmm. like you letting us know how you're doing and yeah it's like I love it I love it
0: It's a great job. We have a great job.
1: Yes. (laughs) We're happy. I mean, I wish we didn't have to have this job, you know. I wish there wasn't something like PCOS where, you know, we didn't have to do what we have to do. But, you know, it makes it ever so worthwhile to be able to help and just make everyone progress during their journey. Okay, all right, with all that said, we're just jibber jabbering here. <laughs> Let's go on to our topic: what to ask your
0: doctor. All right, I'll tell my personal story briefly. When I was diagnosed with PCOS, I felt like the world was literally crashing down. I was crying all the time. I was going to all these different doctors, asking a hundred questions, getting zero answers. You know, like I even had a dietitian once tell me, like, This is just how your body is like you have to accept, you know, that your body weight, for example, like because I wanted to lose weight is just like this. And I was like, what are you talking about? I am uncomfortable. Like I'm bloated, puffy. I can't lose weight. I'm working out and I can't lose weight. Like, do you know anything about metabolism? (laughs) That was the worst. I'm sorry. I'm so traumatized by that. But anyways, it was really, really frustrating. I was only given birth control and metformin. I didn't want to take either. I ended up taking birth control, but then I, I was like, what's happening? So I decided to get off of it and eventually like deep dive into my own health. And of course it wasn't easy. And I wish I didn't like spend so much time feeling down and feeling like what my doctor said was true. And I wish I, I there was more inspiration back then because I immediately would have taken control and found better doctors sooner.
1: Did they explain to you like why they're prescribing you this or that? Like why no. the point is, like, no. were you confused?
0: And I was so young too. Mm-hmm. And I, no explanation. What is birth control? What is it going to do? Yeah. Why don't I have my period? Yeah. Not one person said one thing about blood sugar. Nobody said anything about blood sugar control and how that could have an impact on my hormones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supplements, my doctor made it sound like they were silly and like voodoo. Like, yeah. what supplements? Like, this is just how you are. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They really it's, need it's to change. It's amazing that healthcare. some people
1: still think that way, by the way. Some <laughs> doctors and even some dietitians still believe, like, oh, supplements, hmm. they can't help or they, don't, they can't do this. And it's like the, one of the biggest, biggest misconceptions. What a shame. And it is a big shame. Okay, so diving into it, I think the first thing first, what we should really mention is to know you have PCOS, if you don't know for sure, or you feel like you're being misdiagnosed, one thing to know for sure is that you need two out of the three symptoms. Mm -hmm. And the three symptoms are ovarian cysts, irregular periods, and hyperandrogenism. Hyperandrogenism is basically when you have elevated male hormones, such as testosterone, and that can lead to acne, facial hair, hair loss. Now, what you can tell gather from that is you don't need to have ovarian cysts to have PCOS. You can still have the two other symptoms. Mm-hmm. But with that said, let's go into the first really important question to ask and be direct to your doctor about.
0: You got to verbally and firmly advocate for an annual ultrasound to ensure long-term healing and to monitor if your condition is improving. So... I mean, I personally like to go every year, once a year at the beginning of the year, do an ultrasound, make sure there's no like string of pearls, which is when, you know, the ovarian cysts line up in your ovaries and they've disappeared and they've stayed gone for so many years. And that's great. But I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Yeah, (laughs) So I go yearly. I have it checked. I have everything checked. And I've had a doctor who like didn't Want to do an ultrasound? It was like, oh, well, last time you were fine, so you're fine. And I was like, no, I have PCOS, and I yeah. want to know for sure.
1: If you're at a risk for it, why wouldn't you yeah. check for it?
0: So I just whatever. So, find a doctor who is open to doing what you want mm-hmm. to do with your healthcare mm-hmm. plan.
1: And even if you know you have the other two symptoms, and it's clear you have PCOS, it's still super, super important to check for ovarian cysts mm-hmm. because you know if if it goes untreated. Can get worse. You want to just like yeah, you want to be able to treat it, yeah. Yeah. So the second thing to advocate for with your doctor is to ask for a lab test. So maybe you've got your diagnosis confirmed. You know what's going on with your body, but now the really important part is to check all your lab work because you want to know what your levels are and what might be triggering your symptoms. Now the lab work to ask for, I'll go ahead and um, quickly read them to you right now, but we'll we'll provide a link. In the description that you can download and and get all of those they are testosterone estradiol progesterone fsh lh cortisol dheas glucose your thyroid panel and your c-reactive protein now you want to check for all of those and yeah
0: once you get your lab results Just don't expect that your doctor is going to be like giving you natural solutions to managing all of this. You know, most likely your doctor will offer you metformin, spironolactone. All of these can really help with mitigating symptoms, especially if you're really suffering. But keep in mind, it's good to, if you decide to take these medications, it's good to have an exit plan. So while you're on them, think what diet and lifestyle changes you're going to make so that eventually you don't need them anymore. And, you know, some people choose to take them and do it that way so that they don't have to suffer from symptoms that are just, you know, debilitating sometimes. So that's fine, too. It's really your choice. If you want more support with like naturopathic help and like diet and lifestyle and supplements, then you would see a naturopathic doctor. So don't confuse your gyno with what a naturopathic doctor can offer you. And if for some reason your doctor doesn't want to test your labs... Which happens, so weird, but okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't want to. As if they're paying for it or something. I know. Like-
0: oh, or if they're if your labs seem fine, and they're like you're fine, and then you have all these symptoms, but they're like, but your labs are fine, so you're fine. And you're like, but I have facial hair, acne, this, that, yeah. mood swings. Like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> don't take that. As your answer. Okay. There's something called functional medicine. They look at more specific lab ranges. So we have a lab kit and it's linked in the description. And this will take a look at all of the hormones that can affect the root issues of your PCOS, your cortisol, your blood sugar, your thyroid, all of it, right? And You'll take a look at the functional ranges and have a 30-minute call with a health coach who will go over them and tell you what your next steps should be. So if you need more support with that, we have it linked.
1: Yeah, and again, your doctor may be able to do these functional tests, but if they're not willing to or they don't want to, this lab test is available for you to just go ahead and do it. And like Talian said, it includes a 30-minute consultation with the next steps. So you know exactly like what supplements you should take, what you should do with the lab in accordance with the specific lab results that you got. Mm-hmm. We've done this lab test multiple times, me and Talian, yeah. and we both learned so much more about our bodies. Like I for I think I've told this many times, but I found out that I had really high cortisol throughout the day and not a lot in the morning. And they suggested some supplements for me, and I took them, and I and I redid the test four months later, and my cortisol range was freaking perfect, mm-hmm. and um, I'm still continuing to take some of the supplements, not all of them, and over time, like, if, like my DHEA was too low, and it, it helped to raise it back and get it back in the normal range, and a lot of other stuff, so I feel super happy about it, and it's something I personally will do every, like, four or five, every six months for the rest of my life, probably.
0: Yeah, Totally.
1: And I think, telling you did it last time. Mm-hmm. And th- why don't you talk, talk about your thyroid and how yeah. the improvements?
0: I, You know, I did it, and everything looked fine, except my thyroid was a little weak. So I took a thyroid supplement, and that helped. And the next time I took the lab test, my thyroid was perfect. Yeah. And then You're, now everything's fine. And I checked vitamin D. That was yeah. low.
1: Your vitamin was like, D Oops. was low. And that's what now I have to remind you every day to take it. And <laughs> I
0: chased after me and take the supplement. But I'm so blessed because I remember a time where it, none of it was fine. And my sister, when she first took that lab test, none of it was fine. But she's gotten so much better. She feels good. Her metabolism's working. She's working out. She's seeing results for -hmm. the first time in years.
1: Yeah. And if you're interested, we'll link that lab kit in the description and it comes with a $50 off offer. So you get $50 off when you use that lab kit. Mm -hmm. All right. The next third point to bring up to your doctor.
0: All right, the third point is to ask them if they're familiar with inositol. And that's okay if they're not, you maybe you can bring in some studies to show them that inositol is one of the most researched supplements for PCOS and it can really help with insulin resistance, with blood sugar control, ovulation, egg quality, cravings, ugh. So, if you want to take inositol or ovastol, then you know, you can take it, but we always say, consult your doctor, see what they say as well, and bring in some studies if they're not familiar with it. Yeah. Now, if they're not open to even understanding inositol, I mean, inos- you have to understand, like, inositol, out of all of the supplements, is the most research for PCOS. Like, yeah. everyone needs to know about all it. You have to if they're do- not interested, then, like, what's going on? Yeah, like We where need I to, want to find to look someone else. All, yeah. the, all
1: you have to do is literally just Google inositol PCOS, and you'll immediately find a study that was done comparing metformin to inositols where they found out that they had the same exact results with inositols having five times less side effects when compared to metformin. So if your doctor is immediately prescribing metformin, again, there's nothing wrong about taking metformin. It's just about being aware and just knowing your options. If you personally don't want to take metformin, bring up inositols to your doctor and ask them like, Hey, like I've I've found the study. I read about this, and like just to give you a little story, is we've had multiple sisters tell us, oh, I brought this up to my doctor, and he actually looked it up, and he said this sounds great. You can maybe mm-hmm. you should take it, and like I'm not saying your doctor will do the same or will recommend the same, but just know that it's totally possible for you to bring up things like this to your doctor and them understanding. So um, you should definitely feel free to feel free to do that. Yes. And as you know, our favorite inositol supplement brand is called Ovacetol. A couple of reasons why we like them is their inositols are the 40 to 1 ratio. The 40 is myo and the 1 is D-Chiro. So it has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo and D-Chiro inositol, which is important because that's the ratio that's used in studies. And they give a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams, which is also important because that's the dosage that's used in the studies as well. So whenever we select supplements that we like or we recommend, they have to be backed up by research. There can be just random inositols out in the world that don't follow the dosages or the ratios that were used in the studies. So whatever inositol you buy, make sure that it meets those two criterias. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fourth topic or the fourth tip.
0: So you can ask your doctor what dietary changes you can make to help with your PCOS, but most doctors don't have experience with this. They might refer you to someone or they might tell you to cut out all your carbs, which is maybe the most common response. So with that, take it with a grain of salt. It's always good to ask, see if they have any professional advice about diet changes but remember your doctor is not your dietitian and I am a dietitian. <laughs> so there's yeah. a role for everyone. So don't expect them to have all of the answers for your metabolic function and so on. Yeah. But hopefully they do. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. All right, let's move on to our fifth tip or fifth question. Um oh, I forgot to mention for ovacetol, if you're interested, we again we have a link in the description. That gives you 15% off as well, and two weeks free in the sisterhood. So just a FYI, if you're interested, that is in linked in the description. So the fifth question to ask for your doctor that's really important is, how will this affect my fertility? Now, one thing I want to make sure that you know that it is still very possible to get pregnant with PCOS. Even though a percentage of women with PCOS have trouble getting pregnant, A diagnosis of PCOS does not mean you are doomed to a life of infertility challenges.
0: Yeah. So when you ask this question, remember, you are in control here. Don't let what your doctor says to bring you down because there are so many resources out there. So many people who have messaged us that they got pregnant with PCOS and, you know, they didn't have to go through any treatments and they you know change your diet they change your lifestyle they took the supplements they understood the root issues of their PCOS these are all possible for mm-hmm. you too so of course you want to ask your doctor about fertility and how PCOS affects it and they will give you like a well-rounded response hopefully about the importance of managing your PCOS before you decide to get mm-hmm. pregnant in order to avoid issues when you decide to get pregnant but unfortunately oftentimes they give you birth control they come they tell you to come back when you want to get pregnant then they give you medication for that you know so unfortunately this doesn't always go as planned but you're at your doctor's office you want to cover all the grounds go ahead and ask them remember the keys are in your hand
1: yes and a great example is Taline and many others who were told that oh Taline uh, you may have trouble getting pregnant Mm -hmm. and 3 years later or a couple of years later Talene went back to the same doctor did an ultrasound and that same doctor told her and this we always say this funny quote cuz it's just a funny way of saying it but it's true she the doctor told her you're fertile as as fertile as a salmon swimming salmon?
0: upstream swimming
1: upstream so it's very possible to reverse the picture of your ovaries and and your body and your symptoms so you can do it yeah Very possible to reverse the picture of your symptoms and your ovaries and and all that. So, okay. Uh, But lastly, um, before we go, we also want to mention like when your doctor may not be a, a good fit.
0: Yeah, like when it comes to hormonal imbalances, there are a lot of invisible symptoms, right? There's like moodiness, sleeplessness, there's facial hair, acne. I mean, of course that's visible, but sometimes it's just not taken seriously. And a lot of doctors, unfortunately from what I read in the comments, make sisters feel like it's just all in your head and the weight loss is your fault. And you know what sleeplessness, is what moodiness your labs are fine. Like the, kind of like gaslighting you don't let that happen to you. There are doctors out there who will support you, who will understand who will put prioritize um, what you're struggling with and try to figure out a solution for you. So don't let that bring you down. Yeah. It's, Always possible for you to find another doctor. You don't have to sit there and take it and be insulted if they talk about your weight in a way that's disrespectful.
1: Yeah. If you feel unsupported, if you feel like your doctors aren't respecting you, isn't answering your questions. If they're not answering your questions, that's a big red flag right there. If they're they're not willing to explain your
0: eyes and not because this is what happened to me. She was like rolling her eyes and just like giving me short answers. And I understand PCOS is complicated and maybe you don't have a lot of time to spend in the session with me. But I'm asking you, like, say something. Yeah. Give me a resource. Like for sure. blood sugar control. Look into it. Say something. I mean, mm-hmm. the way it was handled for me was like really dead end. You're screwed. <laughs> it's
1: not cool. And of course, if you're ever looking for a community, you already know where to find the largest PCOS community. That's in the sisterhood. Where we have an amazing Facebook group where you can talk to other sisters about your journey, about what steps you're taking, and people are always there to answer your questions. I mean, not to mention we're always there answering any question that's asked, but there's always other sisters who can help you through your process as well. I mean, you get a bunch of other tools as well that are just as important. You get recipes, you get workouts. You get a whole learning section where you go the five steps to learning how to lose weight with PCOS and reverse your symptoms. So just know that we have an amazing hub for you if you're interested to get started there as well.
0: We got you.
1: Yes. And And we're
0: making an app.
1: (laughs) Yes, we're also making an app to to really make it resourceful. And all that can be found at PCOSweightloss.org, where we also have many blogs and other helpful videos and much more. To to really help you out.
0: Monday, we have a meeting with the app developers and I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. So every time we mention the sisterhood to you, my heart flutters a little bit because I'm so excited. We'll show you on Instagram as we progress.
1: Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please feel free to leave us a review. Uh, It's always great to see how you like this podcast. And it's it's a great way to just read your feedback. And yeah, we love it. We always love it if you leave us a review after you uh, finish listening. And if not, no pressure, no problem. We're always here every single week. We're here anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, bye-bye. And we'll talk to you next time from Switzerland.
0: Talk to you soon.